the best audio magazine about AI, tech, and life with a twist. The Circle. Here's your host, TC. AI is, at the very least, a two-sided coin. Flip it once, and it provides a clear passage for new searchers. Flip it again, and all of God's creations become ones and zeros. And even better, or worse, they assemble and think for themselves. And that is only for the monotheistic. Inspired by Abraham deities and their holy books, think about what it does for those that feel more mother's nature and all the Greek god statue admirers, and the kin of the Norse gods, who like those that wield lightning bolts and swords. Indeed, it changes the elements upon which we seat ourselves. According to Wayfair Magazine and a recent conversation about the future of faith, they hold that for all that AI can promise, it gets a lot wrong, which may not only lead someone astray, but as I think about it, it could potentially lead some people to a new micro-branch of the religious kind. That is, by finding new efficiencies in the details of current dogmas, or hallucinating with a clear believability. And that leather-bound translation you hold in your hands may just go through a new interpretation. More accurate? I don't know. Different, to be sure. Actually, AI could potentially become the deity itself. Answers from the AI God. Right on your smartphone. It does, after all, answer you in the first person. The old world might call it corrupting, but new world believers see the net as a stream of new consciousness. To contrast, 99science.com notes that we have all witnessed, and I quote, a dramatic decline in religious faith, not just in the U.S., but around the world, and they are not high on belief in proving soon. However, the recent war between Israel and Hamas seems to have done the near impossible, a blip of improvement in religiosity. Actual conversions in some cases, you name the symbol, it is likely experiencing a bump. That seed of apocalypse that sits in our brains got a little ice water and put a few of us in check. For all our 21st century wisdom on tap, there may still be an invisible hand at work. It does, after all, see all, provide all, interpret and teach all. As James Cham puts it, who is a Silicon Valley tech spirit sort of guy. I believe in two things. I believe in software, and I believe in Jesus. He states the lines we draw between AI and spirit are not horizontal, but more orthogonal. Maybe that is the word we need to ponder. Orthogonal. Trust orthogonally at your own peril. That old-fashioned prayer may be more high-tech than you might think, and so may go... The answers. Hmm. The book of Genesis and the book of Acts? Or the book of Apple and the gospel of Jobs? More later. All right, you ready to go? Uh, I think so. Think you're ready to go? I'm not very good at conversation, so you'll have to lead that. Well, that's all right. That's all right. We can deal with that. All right. Howdy do. We are here on the people in the box. And I have, okay, what's your nickname today? Oh, boy. 
Oh. Well. You know, that's the one rule. I told you we had to have a nickname. All right, Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon it is, huh? Sounds great. Sounds good. All right, Sailor Moon. I might call you Sailor for short. Sounds good. All right, so you heard the episode on AI and religion. And, uh, you know, it's funny because this has actually been a fairly... Well, of course it's controversial, but we've also heard a lot on the news. Even today, like nine hours ago, there was just an article that came out in the Austin American Statesman. And it said... You know, it was talking about AI and religion and everybody talks about chat GPT. But the thing is, there's so much more than chat GPT and, you know, its impact on religion. And some of the articles I read like this one said, hey, it's going to add value. And others say it's going to uh, it's going to, you know, it's going to be almost be like religious suicide. Others think it's going to become a new church. I'm kind of on the fence on all of it. So if it's kind of a three legged stool, I'm kind of in the center waiting to see which way it tips. I don't know. What do you think? Well, this is the first time I've actually heard of the controversy regarding religion and AI. Um, after doing just a very quick search here, I I saw a few things. One is that a lot of major religions like Christianity, Islam, and, and Buddhism all seemed to mostly approve of or at least be tolerate, tolerable of, um, of AI. Uh, but one thing that seems to be a concern is that AI-based religions will pop up. That's interesting. As someone who's not religious, I, uh, I'd i be sort of interested in seeing how that works. But not on a religious level. You just mean more like in a, a curiosity level. Is that curiosity, right? yep. So kind of, I mean, like, so I'm looking at an article right now from Neuroscience News. It says, it talks about robo-religion. AI preachers questioned for credibility and impact on donations, which I guess it all comes back to money, right? But... You know, it's one of those things. It's like I, I just think of it. It's like I mean, I don't think we're going to have a robot up front, like a, some kind of odd robot preaching at us. But even now, if you think about it, I mean, look, I can go into ChatGPT and say, "Write me out a thousand-word sermon on the subject of blah blah blah," and it will do it. It would, and I mean, it'll feed you whatever information you feed it, right? So I guess the whole idea behind religion from someone, again, who is not religious, is that it's this all-knowing, um, omnipotent being that you, you look up to. Well, AI can be that. It can serve those functions. It can give you almost every answer you uh, you ask for. I mean, it couldn't maybe tell you what the meaning of life is yet, but it serves much of the same function. It, it gives you that guiding force. It answers your questions. It. I mean, I can see why... AI-based religion would would pop up, for sure. I guess if you get away from the prayer, like kind of the real... I mean, so the fear for a lot of people is the spirituality aspect of it. But if you get away from that, you just think of it as kind of like kind of religion being maybe a little more practical in terms of giving you some guidance on how to deal with the moral dilemmas of the day or what have you. Um, there, I can see where AI probably makes a little more sense, but for me, I just don't see the idea of... I mean, I, I've seen the ideas of AI churches and stuff like that, and that's still a little a little out there right now, but, you know, it is advancing quickly, and, you know, you're really, you're talking about, you know, AI invading... Well, it's invading all of our lives, right? I mean, we see it in movies and media, I mean... The uh, SAG after strike just stopped, and and all the actors. What did they fear? They were feared AI is what they feared, and I think rightfully so because it's going to completely change that industry. And I don't think there's really any stopping it. But you know, will that make it to the pulpit essentially? Well, I mean, it 
could, but I think it would take the form more of a spirituality less religion. It it would lack that uh, emotional and passion passionate uh, aspect that is so commonly found in religion. Um, it would be more of a a cold and practical um, sort of form. No, check this out. I'm just looking at Texas Monthly. It says, are you there, God? It's me, chat GPT. This is a pastor in Austin asked artificial intelligence chatbot, the artificial intelligence intelligence chatbot, can't talk today, chatbot to write an entire Sunday service, and it bombed. Well, I can imagine it's probably because it lacks some of the, the heart that goes into it, the faith, the, you know, all of that. That goes into writing a sermon. Well, listen, I've read some pretty good writing. Matter of fact, I've dropped some of my writing, not for this show, but for other things, into like ChatGPT. And, you know, it did smooth it out. It definitely found some holes and it didn't provide new research per se, although I think it could. But it definitely made it, it, it just smoothed it out, made it sound more uh, saccharine, I guess. And so that way it, you know, it's just, you know, because it was just like a business letter or something. Well, that's interesting. It also makes me think that AI's got a reputation for, well, hold on. AI, as it stands now, um, the way that it functions is it takes information from everywhere it can access, and then it compiles everything, right, and pushes out a product based on everything else it's found. So really what it does is it takes everyone else's work and everyone else's information someone else's style and then it just creates something new out of it um, so when you feed your writing in there what it's popping out is still your writing but it's your writing combined with the style of everyone else's right well you could ask for it so like I'll give you an example so I was experimenting with it I put in a piece of writing and then I said write it in the style of Mark Twain and it did you think that's stealing well, if you think about it, I mean, in music, which that will be for another show, but, and we'll do a show on AR art also, because I know it's a big deal for you, but, um, is it stealing? Well, that's kind of, I mean, look, if you think about it in music, people have been sampling for years. I mean, for 40 plus years, people have been sampling music. So the, the no a, for example, is not in itself exclusive, but once you manipulate it and you drop it in a song, then that song does become exclusive. And listen, music and intellectual property, I mean, that's a hot topic for another day, too. But um, so, you know, is writing exclusive? I mean, writing in the style of, say, Twain or Hemingway or you name the author, is is that theft? I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. But if it's anything like anything else that humans are involved with, we're behind the curve. So. Our courts come out and say, yes, it is theft, but it doesn't stop. And I don't think in this case it would stop. I think it would just keep rolling until we kind of raise our hands up and say, I give up. Yeah, it's just so new that it's hard to to draw the line between where it's acceptable usage and where it's not. Um, it's definitely a useful tool that could be used for writing, for instance. Um, and I'm, I'm not necessarily against using AI to improve upon an existing product to ask it to create something new maybe well even then I don't know I mean you could look at I mean so even traditional religions I mean 
you know, have many, you know, have common roots a lot of times. So, I mean, are they, I mean, they may have very interesting branches, but the trunk of that tree is pretty, <laughs> pretty consistent when you go back to the old religious texts and what have you. I don't know why it wouldn't be the same for other things. Well, and that makes me think, too, that if AI were to create its own new religion, would it be new or would it be a compilation of a bunch of existing religions that it pulled different aspects from and mashed together into what it thought was one logical, coherent belief system? I, uh... <laughs> if I only had an answer to that. <laughs> well, if you th- I, so, here's my take on. It. I've thought of many years about uh, not in terms of AI, but just kind of new, newfangled religion. So, instead of maybe opening uh, a Bible, for example, and finding the Book of Matthew, you would find a book, you know, kind of inspired by Gates or Jobs or whatever other tech. I mean, there's plenty of tech people out there, and it gets very philosophical. I mean, computer science—the questions they have to ask themselves when they develop software—can get very interesting and uh, very philosophical and just like you know mathematics you got the nuts and bolts the applied nuts and bolts part of it and then you've got the more philosophical questions about you know theoretical mathematics and what have you and so you know in the early stages would it pop out things that would be kind of mm, suspect or hard to believe and then as time goes on say in five years which ai is changing things faster than we can keep up with so would it would it eventually take on, you know, per, uh, mutate into something that seems completely original? It certainly could, but I still think that at its roots, you could probably trace certain ideas back to their origins before AI existed. But I also think that AI could probably write the, you know, the stories of the Bible or other religious texts in a more modern format, which would make them perhaps more palatable, um, but still carry the same message. It's funny you say that. So I, I, I think the same thing. So I, I mean, I, and maybe that's maybe we think the same thing because it's so like easy to grasp. But I'm looking here. There's an Israeli author, and he states. He says, "Well, he says it makes a good statement. He says the printing press printed as many copies of the Bible as Gutenberg instructed it, but it did not create a single new page." He said. But it, it, and he also states it had no ideas of its own about the Bible. Is it good? Is it bad? How to interpret this? How to interpret that? Um, and then he goes on and he says, hey, you know what? Uh, AI will soon write a new Bible. So, you know, we have different translations of the Bible. We kind of have the easy reading style and the King James, the new King James and the what, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you can go in any bookstore and see 50 versions. Um you know, AI, someone eventually is going to put it to AI and they're going to say, hey, this is a lot better. And boom, it might could become a bestseller. Well, that makes me think, too, that, I mean, the Bible, regardless of your thoughts on religion or your your own belief system, is known for having some inconsistencies. And maybe AI could weed out some of the things that might have been lost in translation or add clarity or any number of things that would just improve upon what already exists. That was Yuval Noah Harari. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but um, just to uh, source the quote. But so what if, uh, think about this, instead of like coming up with this new religion or whatever, what if it just took all these, you know, wise books and it put it all together and popped out 12 chapters of new wisdom? That just made sense together? Well, yeah, kind of like a, a universal, I mean, I hate to sound so end of days, but, you know, almost like this new universal 
uh, text that would guide people. For so, for example, uh, you know, it would appeal to you regardless of your kind of your religious persuasion. You know, it would kind of almost be like a universalist faith. I know we kind of have that, but it's not really that. But this, in this case, it could be. I would be very interested to see how that works out. I mean, let's be honest. Christianity is not unique. It's many things, but that it is not. It. There are so many religions that have a lot of similarities. They may just call certain things by different names or tell the same story or the same message in a different with different characters. But AI, if it were to mash all of these things together, you might end up with a result that really appeals to everyone, or at least could. I mean, they're always... Yeah, don't you think it would piss some people off, though? Oh, yeah. But you'll never not piss people off about religion. Yeah, I know. Well, that, therein lies the problem, right? Suddenly we're talking about universalist texts, and now we're talking about somebody being angry enough uh, that, you know, hey, that... that it You know, it's blasphemy, and therefore it cannot be, you know? Well, I think that, that people should perhaps just um, look inward on why they can't mix logic with religion. I do not disagree, Miss Sailor Moon. Well, yeah, heavy topic, huh? Could be. <laughs> Could be. To me, it is. It, you know, when I when I wrote the script for the magazine part of the show, it was a very hard. Um, at first, it, the idea came easy, and I was able to write that script. And then I had to rework it, and rework it, and rework it, and then I did not drop it in AI, by the way, um, because I think I'm just sarcastic enough that it would uh, maybe not be able to regurgitate the sarcasm in a way that would be acceptable to me. But it also, um, you know, I didn't use AI for that, and it probably would have been easier because I had to completely rework it. I, I read the script, performed the, skip, skip, the script many times, and I still couldn't get it right. It really was, it took me two days to get that right. It's a hard topic to approach and then present in a way that anyone can pick up. No kidding. I could have used AI, but I didn't go to AI. So do I use AI? Of course I do. I mean, you do too, if you really think about it. Every time you do a search or even at work, you probably use AI, am I right? Uh, we are starting to integrate it into our systems, but I sure, certainly use Google. Yeah, well, Google, uh, like Google Bard or what have you. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that is the future, whether we like it or not. It's, it's rolling. That's why I, I laugh at the, you know, governance ideas like religious governance or government governance. I mean, you know, it's they're always anything that governs seems to be about ten steps behind, and the technology will just, you know, continue to, you know, proceed rapidly. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I think that's a wrap. I think we got other things to do today, and we will let the listeners go. And, of course, I will probably leave the listeners with a silly uh, end to the program. So, anyway, thanks for listening. And you got anything else you want to say? No. All right. We will have Sailor Moon back on to talk about AI art because I know that's a big, big, big uh, topic for her. So, anyway, have a great day. Hi, Tom. Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope things are going better for you these days. Love you. Bye.